Are we good? Can you hear me though? That's the main thing. Can you hear me properly? I'm, we're, we're I'm intentionally not answering you just to see if you notice that I'm not answering. Yeah, and you've already <laughs> hit record too, you bludger. Mate, that was 30 seconds ago. And uh, we we specify the uh, the episode number of this one. Well, I believe it's four hundred twenty four. Twenty four, yes. I believe four twenty three was from San Francisco. I believe Francisco. I confirmed I confirm that after I set up the broadcast gear, which I've brought to the offices, which we'll talk about, and you failed to bring the one simple thing you were meant to bring. What was I meant to bring? The pad. The yeah, pad. the pad. But, but I've got I've got a you've lovely done that. new Arlo mole skin. You've done I that did it on purpose. Intentionally I to rot a mole skin and a pen pad and, and a pen as well. Surprised he didn't give you another bottle of Arlo wine. Arlo, well, you know what? My, my wife loves the Arlo wine. I don't drink a drop of it, but my wife loves it. The two blokes are uh, are at the Arlo headquarters in Sydney. Um, great people, uh, Brad Lambro and co, um, who uh, who make unbelievable wire-free cameras. We've talked about them before. They're yep. good, good people, and uh, we've just had a little bit of a look at some of their products. Are we allowed to say what they are? Are we allowed to say? Well, they were announced at well, CES. Well, they were announced at CES, so we, we can just talk can't about talk about the pricing okay. and, the, and when they'll come out. But in that know. case, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, they're, they're basically, and this is a, it's again, it's a kind of inside baseball thing. But you know, some products were announced at CES, you know, via press release. Yeah. And Arlo don't have a show floor presence, so we didn't see them. Yeah. So this was just an opportunity to get a little bit of a quick sneak peek, hands-on look at the video doorbell, which was announced. And, uh, and he's available in the US, and the yep. floodlight camera with the Pro 3. So Wire-free floodlight camera. Yeah. Thank you very much. I'll be uh, putting both those up at my home Absolutely. sometime Fortress, 2020. Fortress long. Mate, no one's ever come near the joint. <laughs> you got 900 cameras at your place, have you? The best you? part you got now... more cameras at your place than at Channel 9. Yeah, <laughs> and the best part is uh, about the cameras these days is because they've evolved. So, like, the Arlo Ultras have that little spotlight in them, that little tiny light. Yep. Now, when you walk in my driveway, <laughs> one light comes on. It's then then, I, then I've got an existing floodlight <laughs> that comes on. Then another Arlo Ultra it's comes like on. The, it's like the gulag. And then, then as you approach, approach the front door, flood, uh, <laughs> a spotlight comes on. And then another Arlo. So it's like you're getting lights following you everywhere. It's basically like a prison escape movie. It is. It's like yeah. the great escape. Yes. It's like the Steve, Mc, come Steve on. McQueen trying to get, you, you trying to, get to the, the bar. You hit the wall. And holding it still and then cutting the wires. <laughs> but, mate, trust me, you won't get through the wires at my joint. Yeah, wow. That's not Fortress, a challenge. Fortress Just long, yeah, yeah. Well, we won't give away your address or anything. I think so. I'm easy to find. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Really, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I just feel like it would be pretty easy to track me down. Yeah, just look for the house with all the cameras. <laughs> yeah. And that's Trev's place. Anyway, we are here at the Arlo office and we appreciate them uh, putting on a little breakfast spread, yes. some juice, and uh, giving us a space that's kind of, um, you know, like Switzerland. It's in the middle between us. So Stephen doesn't have to complain about his bloody passport. That's right, yeah. And I was a Channel oh, 9. Was, was I was a Channel 9 beforehand. Yeah. It was a, hang on, just to be clear, it was a five minute drive for Trev. It was a 60-minute drive for Steve, okay? Just 60 for, just minutes? To be clear, it took an hour in traffic. Oh, yeah. you okay, baby? Yeah, I am. All right. You I'm had to right. do peak hour traffic. I'm all right. I was, uh, I was listening to the Listen, radio in my audio book. If I hadn't had the Today Show, it would have been an hour for me as well. Okay. But I was fortunate an that hour? I did the Today Are you an hour from here as well? Well, in traffic, you're not an hour okay. from here normally. No. You're normally, like 25 normally, minutes. No, it's about, yeah, 25 minutes, yeah. But yeah. you've got that rubbish Eastern distributor, so yeah. you, you had to put up with that. Called traffic. But I was, I was on the Today Show, so I was literally yeah. six minutes so away. Jeff said, yeah, we'll just do what suits me. And we'll go do it after I do the Today Show. And I said, yeah, okay, I'm a team player. <laughs> We're doing something I'm in a, a couple of weeks player. to suit you after your 2GB spot. Are we? Yeah. Well, what is that? In the city. Okay, we are, yeah, we are too. Yeah, we are Yeah, we are too, yes. Yeah. Anyway, let's uh, do episode 424. 424. 
Welcome to Two Blokes Talking Tech. Not a bad price. With Trevor Long from EFTM.com. Really handy device. And Stephen Fennec from techguide.com.au. And we do it all thanks to the good people at Uniden. And Netgear will tell you about Uniden and their cameras and a range of products shortly. And Netgear's uh, Wi-Fi solutions. But Stephen, the big story, and you covered this on the Tech Guide podcast, and people would have oh, you're seen listening. it. Did you listen? No. <laughs> <laughs> At least you're honest. <laughs> I can't okay. remember the last time I listened to a podcast. Yeah. Um, not even, we don't even listen to this one, no, do we? No. We, we do it, but we don't listen back to it. It's well, I'm like listening while it's happening. It's not like we go back and sort of listen to it again and hear everything again, do we? Anyway. We've done it. But it's the like news- an author saying, have you, read, have you read the book? I said, man, I wrote it. Why would I read it again? <laughs> <laughs> Mario. What, what was the title of the book? Personal Best. Personal Best. Yeah. Mario Fennick. Yeah. Um, written, uh, was it? written by me, yeah. Is that, written, is that on the cover written by you? Yeah, or it's is with, it, no, it, says with, it says with Stephen Fennick because it was, I sort of put it, it was in the first person. So. Mario was in the corner drinking no, no, while no, you no, were no, no. <laughs> I, we, I taped all these interviews with him. Mario drink? Uh, no. No, right, no, neither of you do. Yeah, okay, good. But yeah, no, I taped all the interviews and I've still got actually the box of tapes. That'd be fascinating listening to that. Yes. And uh and then I sort of got all the all these career sort of year by year and then sort of put together the whole thing. Yeah. Did anyway, that in eight weeks. Wrote that in eight weeks, that book. The story I'm referring to, which you'd also see on Tech Guide and EFTM websites, is Mobile World Congress. So as yes. we recorded last week, we we'd just seen Samsung's event and we were talking about how we'd come here, we'd do this show and then we'd be off to Barcelona. Yeah. And we were talking about the fears around, you know, the, some cancelled uh, press conferences. We talked about some of the rules and regulations about don't ha- shake hands no and things are happening. Just a fist bump. But in, that. <laughs> yeah, but in the end, the thing's been cancelled. Now, there's a lot to talk about here in, in terms of unpacking it, but really, this is massive, okay? I know people think we go there to see mobile phones be announced, but that's... That's a 20% of the show. That's a fraction of it, yeah. That's just a pure coincidence for those companies, but it's the biggest um, uh, potential downside for those companies as well. The show exists so that, you know, Singtel, Optus, Optus, Telstra, Vodafone, T-Mobile, AT&T, all these companies can do billion-dollar deals on uh, network equipment, network infrastructure. They can talk to different vendors. They can see how, you know, one person's 5G is going to be more powerful than the other or whatever it is, and they can do those deals about network infrastructure. Those deals will not be done now. How they do those demonstrations, it's going to cost the telcos more because they're going to have to go to different factories and different mm. companies to see their demonstrations of these things. Yeah. Basically, it's, a, like, it, it's, a, it's an entire... It's a show for the entire industry. And the, the, the bits that you see and that we see is the phone and everything like that. But it's the carriers, the retailers, all these meetings that take place... The people touching and feeling these products and talking about let's range this one, let's put this one. Yeah, and so I think that, people that's think now that's now gone. And also, not only the fact that there's also booths set up so that we can look at them, everyone else can yeah. look at the devices and and make decisions. Then and on, and what's on that happen. business to business perspective, and this I know there'll be people listening who've never been to a conference like that because mm. that's not part of your, your daily job. Yeah, but the the thing people think they're junkets, but actually, you know, let's say. I don't know. Andy Penn, CEO of Telstra. Yeah, he goes. would have been there. He would he's on. Been he's there. on the board of the actual organisation. But separate to that, he would have had people from Telstra meeting with different vendors, yep. and then he would have been dragged to each one of them. Now, to get Andy, to get the CEO of Telstra in front of the bigwigs at a few businesses would take months normally. Yeah. Okay. So this is these deals are get done because you can walk from booth to booth, people to people. Yep. The, that's the business to business perspective. The business to consumer perspective. The mobile phones. 
you know, Samsung, not there. They're, I mean, they're there. They're showing this stuff, but they're announcing their phones last week. They're done. They're dusted. They now have a massive leg up because Nokia, TCL, Oppo, Huawei, Realme, you name them, we're going to announce phones at Mobile World Congress. And the benefit to them is, while Nokia might have been flying a stack, stack of journos from Australia, um, sorry, uh, Oppo might have been flying a stack of people from Australia, there was other people going with Huawei, there would have been other people going on their own, and you get this net effect of, we have one event, and we get the effect of all the journos of the world. Yeah, we're all there. Yeah. Are there. That's right. So even if we, even though we were there with Oppo, we would have gone to Huawei, would have gone to TCL, we would have done all those different yeah. things. So uh, TCL is a good example. How does TCL get the TCL 10, their new series smartphones, in in the face of enough media to actually have a product launch? Mm. Now that all the media are not in one place. So they, they were one of the companies who uh, pulled, they decided not to hold a press conference. Mm. So initially, I think, was it LG, the first big company? Yeah, said, look, we're not going. Then I think Sony followed, Nokia, yeah. and other companies said, look, we're still going to come, but we're not going to have a press conference. We don't like the idea of having thousands of people in the same room. We'll just have our booth and just go from there. Um, now that the that opportunity with the booth, the, uh, the show itself is gone, so... The, what, what I initially thought was going to happen was that a lot of these companies were still going to have their pre-show events. Yeah. So still have a launch event, maybe have, still have a press conference. Uh, Oppo, the company who was going to host us, they said, look, we're not going to do that. We're going to postpone our launch till March. Yep. So we don't know when and where it's going to be, but it's not going to be in Barcelona. So that was that. And the other companies, I think, I think they've all dropped out now. No one's having anything now pre-Barcelona. No. So what what's gonna what is gonna happen now is that the devices, the launch window of these particular devices, which would have been in the in the coming months, let's say, are now going to be probably delayed by a month or possibly more because. There, there's no, there, there's maybe no handshake done on the carriers. They're going to take the product. No retailers have had a chance to look at it properly, mm. and they're not. Retailers aren't going to make a decision just on a photograph. They want to look at the thing, and same with carriers. They'd want to, they'd want to talk to them about it. So the the knock on effect of this is going to be that that smartphone you thought was going to come out in April now might not come out till June. And basically, it's a leg up for Samsung. Oh yeah, they, they've, they've got, they've in ahead got of time. they've got yeah. clear air. Yeah, absolutely. To, to launch and yeah. retail their product now yeah. ahead of anyone else. And the other thing is, Samsung also have the advantage because they don't they're not manufacturing their phones directly in China. Yeah, they're in Vietnam but, and uh, yeah, they're, they're in, other, in Korea. Wow. So the the product coming out of China is also delayed on many many yeah, well not that, just mobile phones. That's another thing we should talk about. Like the, all the phones, most of these phones are manufactured in Apple China. Have, Apple have issued a price guidance saying, you know, to yeah. the market saying there'll be an impact from the coronavirus on iPhone oh. sales because they're going to be the production halt. Like yeah. you know, these 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 things are all Is stock running effect. low for them? I've read sort of different different stores. I can't imagine the stock's what? running low. Oh, Cuz they could, don't forget they're pumping out constantly AirPods, iPads. They so they'd be it would have had some impact on that, wouldn't There's it? There's no doubt. Like, yeah. uh, well, it's really just a matter of how long it goes on. Yeah. Like, if we're still in this same state of, you know, flux yeah. in the in end of month, March, let alone in, in April, yeah, yeah. mate, there will be supply yeah. shortages of product. Yeah. And it's also to the supply chain. Like, a lot of people don't realise that not only are the factories where they build the products, but also the components are sent, manufactured and yeah. sent across country. Now, obviously, and I'm not a doctor here, but the coronavirus can't be transmitted by an iPhone box, right? No. So there will come a point where I, I would suggest China is this has the ability to be this strict. They can say, listen, right, <clears throat> all of your staff 
for that factory uh, go into quarantine for two weeks so that we know they're okay and then work. They're still working. Then, no, no, and, and then and then they're out and they work. Okay. And that that's it's like a secure facility. It's a secure quarantine facility yep. because stuff can be pumped out and put on trucks and yep. it might have to go through. So a, you say a they work process. while they're in quarantine? No, oh, my mate, they, they, could, might. they could possibly do it. I mean, it's China. They bloody well might, yeah. right? But there, I don't think production will halt. I just think yeah. there's going to be a big knock-on delay impact, and it could create supply um, issues. Let's talk about who... Well, the winner, I think, in this situation is Samsung. They've had their event. They've yep. got the clear air, as you said. Yep. Let's talk about the losers. I think the biggest losers in this situation probably is going to be Huawei. Yep. Huawei, who were, they were planning to launch the P40 Pro, and were kind of in a desperate situation where they needed to have a product that would launch well, people would use it. Their dramas with the US are still there. They were too. hoping to have something. That's, I think, is going to be just... A, it's just another I'll, body blow for I'll tell Huawei. you the other problem for Huawei. Um, unlike Oppo and TCL and many other Chinese companies, yeah. Huawei is distinctly Chinese. Yeah. You know, just by name, let alone by reputation. Because of all the drama over 5G, over Trump... Huawei is distinctly Chinese. Yeah. So if you were to put put a lineup of, of uh, company names on the wall and get yeah. people to go, which ones are Chinese? First one they're going to yeah. is Huawei, if not Xiaomi. But Huawei has yeah. the profile, right? Yep. So I think this coronavirus thing hurts Huawei in product Just launch. Just in association, you reckon? By launch and association. Jeez. So their launch is problematic, Yeah. Okay. but their association is also problematic for them. I, I had a conversation with our good mate Sam Skontos, who's the head of Alcatel and uh, and TCL uh, Communications oh, yep. in Australia. And uh, I just got his comments for a story that I wrote the other day, and he was saying that uh, I asked. I said, "Mate, so how?" He was saying that, "Oh, you know, the, the delays and the, the factories and everything, and saying that it's going to have a massive impact." But I asked him. I said, "Well, how are you guys travelling? How how is Alcatel and TCL uh, affected?" He goes, "Well, mate, we're not. He goes, we planned ahead. We got all our stuff in and ready before Chinese New Year, and he says because we do everything basically in house." We was fine. Like all our important components, mainly the screen, the displays, which they make themselves, we've already got them. So he he, he said this basically won't affect TCL production and Alcatel's production. So yeah. they're sitting all right. So TCL's big question, I think it's a good example, is how do they now launch the Series 10, yeah. <clears throat> the 10 Series? They've got three or four phones in the Series which we've had a quick look at, but we now we want to yeah, we see them properly. Smart of them to launch that at CES. Just give us a well, tease. Now at CES. it's smart. Look, it looks, yeah, looking yeah. now it's well, smart because exactly, right, we yeah. know what's coming. And they were saying, remember at CES, well, you'll find out more about these officially in Barcelona. So, now. so the opportunity now to stand up and say how much is going to cost and everything is gone, but that's an easy thing to do via either online or just a press release, right? And assuming stock is at the right point, they've just got to really get it to market and bring it into the country, and they can do it locally. You know what I'd do? If I was a boss of TCL, and well, Sam's a boss of TCL, all right? I would, if I could, bring the launch forward. Yeah, it, it, the sooner Pull the better. Pull the trigger now, because yeah. all these other companies are. It's you caught them all on the back foot. That's right. They're not going to launch anything. Assuming they Do have supply now. ready or in the country. Well, from what I heard, from what I had my conversation with Sam, they're looking all right. They're yeah. okay. So I reckon maybe I'd bring it forward. I think they were talking what April, May. Were they? Yeah. What were they talking? I would bring it. I'd make it March. Yeah, go hard because there's well, look at the other. What other new phones are they going to be apart from Samsung? Nothing. Yeah, go go now. Yeah, Very what, what other companies are? How like we've spoken about Apple and their production. There, there's these rumors of this manufacturing this cheaper iPhone. 
Is, have you heard? Is, is that still going ahead? Is that going to be affected? No, Apple, Apple aren't very good. They don't, they don't get, tell you a lot about pre-release products, do they? No, so. they don't. <laughs> they don't. Um, I, I, I don't know, mate. I don't. I don't truly believe there's a cheaper iPhone. Apparently, coming. all their stores are still closed. They've, they've all their most of their mainland China, China yeah. stores are shut. So well, that, Apple's that's the a, kind of company that wouldn't take the risk either. Exactly right. And and, and look. The, the I think the, the, the whole drama with like a week earlier, if you had listened to my Tech Guide podcast a week earlier, it was, busy that day. It was, uh, it was the, my lead story was about GSMA saying nothing's going to stop MWC, we're going ahead with it, yeah. and everyone was gung-ho, and then a week later they're gone. So it, it, it's funny how, and, and the, the talk was that, that Apple was going to be affected, even though they, they never attend Mobile World Congress anyway. Yeah. So, but Apple was kind of the talk where they got quite this big footprint. I think the ironic thing, though, about MWC in the lead-up to the actual cancellation, yeah. did you find it ironic, and I wrote this in t- on Tech Guide as well, did you find it strange that none of the Chinese companies voluntarily pulled out before the announcement? Yeah, we did. Yeah, like, that's... It was like the companies that pulled out was LG, Korean, Sony, Japanese, Nokia, Finland, <laughs> Intel, US. Like none of the... Not Huawei never saw, or, or Oppo or any of these other companies said, listen, you know what? We're not going to come because we're from China. And, and we, don't we want discussed everyone to be this. Panicked. It's like, I'll ask you this, right? Sorry, yeah, I'll ask you this. Yeah. If Huawei... And Oppo and these other companies had a pulled out. Do you reckon they would have still gone ahead with the show? I no, reckon they might have. No, I don't think they would have because you still got a huge uh, Chinese influence on the on the industry generally. Yeah, and the number of people coming out of China would have still been large. Yeah, and unfortunately, and I know people like to say it's racist or whatever, but unfortunately, that has an impact on people's. Uh, State of mind mm. and, and willingness to go to go to a booth or yeah. you know shake hands with well, people or, or visit at, people. Have a look in Sydney or around the country. All the Chinatowns are deserted. Yeah. The Chinese restaurants, people are they're not going. Yeah. They're worried that they're going to cut that you, you won't. Like people, you know, I'm hearing people on the radio encouraging people. Look, let's get down to the Chinese restaurant, spend your money. Yeah. You're not going to catch the coronavirus. So you're right. People's meant they're they're yeah. they're, uh, they're uh, what they're thinking about this whole thing. Yeah. Their, their impression of this. Uh, is very much tied to China, and they're not even eating in Chinese restaurants now because yeah. of it. So, uh, yeah, we uh, we have no mobile or Congress. We'll be an interesting couple of months ahead to determine how these phones get announced and where they get announced yeah. and what happens, but we'll... Uh, well, as we said, Oppo, who we're going to host the two blokes, among other journalists, were going to have a March event, but we yeah. just don't know where and we don't know when. That's the thing. It's not like they're going to have it in Australia, are they? Well, it won't be in China either. I'll give you the tip. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Fascinating. So, yeah. We shall soon see Two Blokes Talking Tech. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. Well, it's very much a, a, a mobile-themed show so very, far, and very. we're going to take that even further with uh, the, the announcement of or the, the uh, federal court decision to allow the Vodafone and TPG merger to go ahead. They've got the green light, and the, this last federal court proceedings was actually instigated by the ACCC, who tried to block the merger, believing that it would reduce market competition. Now, cast your mind back, uh, uh, TPG in 2017, I think, announced that they were going to go ahead and build their own mobile network. 
Do you remember that? When, yeah. When, I think they won a bid of a, like a billion they, dollar They won a billion dollar Spectrum, Spectrum bid. And, uh, and Everyone's then, like, what did you win that from? They go, we're going to build a network. Yeah, we're going to do it. And uh, and then shortly after, I think then Vodafone sort of sided up and said, listen, let's talk Turkey here. I think there's a couple of things that happened yeah. there. One, one, you know, obviously a lot of speculation about how on earth they were going to build a fourth network and how much that was going to cost. Yeah. And how, how, what TPG's capacity to actually do that would be. Then Huawei was knocked out of the 5G race and Huawei would have been the builder. Well, they would have been the network provider of the, of the TPG. Right. So they were kind of now stuck in a, in a place where they're going to have to go back to the market and potentially spend way more because Huawei were going to be their cheapest. Oh, so they'd already sort of had talks with Huawei yep. ahead of time. Wow. So that's going to impact TPG's ability to actually build the network. And then they decide, you know what? We've got a massive fixed-line customer base. Vodafone's got a pretty darn good mobile customer base. If we have a merger of equals, which is what it's called, 50-50 uh, merger, we've got a massive company. We're not, we're not as big as Optus still, but we're still a massive mm. company. And I went, that's, you know what, as much as, you know, I kind of don't have a massive affini- uh, what do you call, uh, uh, affinity affinity to the TPG brand. I'm not a yep. massive fan. Yep. Um, uh, you know, why not make make this company stronger, right? Yep. And then the then the ACCC go, Oh, yeah, nah, that's bad. <laughs> now, Rod Sims... Is that how Rod Sims said it, you reckon? Oh, I won't impersonate Rod Sims because he probably take me to court, but he's a goose. Like, <laughs> he, 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 he'll... he'll he, Taxpayers' he, dollars. He's as I said too, in my, my article, he's never won a shy from a press conference because he's, you know, he's fighting for the Aussie battler. Yeah. How is he fighting for the Aussie battler here? But okay, I, TPG, I, yeah. even if they were going to build a fourth network, it wouldn't have made for better competition because it would have been this tiny fourth player. Instead, yeah, it would have what Rod Sims have was in, exactly what Rod Sims is objecting to is to two big companies merging to be a big, big, big company still smaller than the two biggest telcos yeah. and potentially staying hot on their heels. Yep. In fact, the judge, Justice Middleton, said it was not ACCC's place to engineer competition. They <laughs> smacked him down like Rod Sims. They smacked him down. They've the still court, got 28 days to appeal, by the way. Well, it'd be, it'd be 22 now, but, you know, <laughs> they, pro- they probably bloody will too. The court has come to the view that the proposed merger would not have an effect nor is likely to have an effect or substantially lessen competition. Full there stop. You have it. Simple as boom. Done Smack, deal. Smackdown. And you know, as yeah. you said, it's a couple of million new uh, Australian taxpayer dollars gone because absolutely. And Vodafone's cash too. They've had to spend on a court case. But, the other, but look at the other effect though. Vodafone's had the handcuffs on. They couldn't go ahead and build their own five G network. That's right. And, and so they've got one foot in court, one foot trying to make five G a reality. Yeah. So now this is sort of hopefully they won't appeal, and this is giving them the 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 push now to to really go hard on five G. Yeah, I um. I just think it was a complete waste of time that the ACCC went through it. I understand, and I'm glad the ACCC looked into it. Yeah. Because they should. That is their job to make sure that mm. two big companies, like if Optus and Telstra wanted to merge, yeah, hello, okay, yeah. let's stop that. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. Because that's not on. But like you said, this new merger is the company still smaller than Optus and in Telstra. customer base yeah, and everything. Anyway. So you know, let's uh-huh. just let's give them a leg up. Let's give them an t- attempt to win this now. There's essentially no impact on any customers, except here's how they're going to... I, I spoke to the uh, CEO of um, Vodafone and Yaki Boeta about this a couple of times. I talked about it in, in private conversation and in, in a conference call recently. But basically, you know, the Vodafone has a huge mobile base. TPG has a huge fixed line base. Is it true TPG is the second biggest broadband provider after Telstra? Yeah, yeah. Is that right? Because they're, they're Ionet, they're, they're Internode, yeah, yeah, they're yeah. all those they companies, got them all. right? Yeah, yeah. So what they do now... 
is as soon as this this goes through, they they get in touch with every bloody TBG customer and say, "Do you want a Vodafone SIM? Like, do you want to be a Absolute, Vodafone customer? It's all about Switch that. and save and all that." Well, they're, they're not exactly. actually going to grow the company's uh, customer numbers in any uh, hurry. They're just going to expand their revenue from existing cu- cu- customers because there are so many of the bloody people. But they can also, I think, now that this this entity is going to be a bit, lot more formidable than just Vodafone on their own. Spot on. So I think they, they're going to really take it to Telstra and Optus and really create some... I think the customer's going to be the winner here. So that they want now they've got a, a broadband base to them. They've got the cellular part. So they're kind of Telstra and Optus's equal in the offering. Very much so. So I think that it's going to be... The competition we're going to see, you know, all respect to Rod, Rod Sim from the ACCC, the competition we're going to see here is going to be good. Because they're going to want to try to not only maintain their customer Spot base, on. but also grow the customer base. They're going to and want Telstra and Optus are going to think, hang on a minute, we're going to fight on our hands here. We're going to be on our toes. They're going to want every uh, Vodafone mobile customer who's a Telstra broadband customer to become a TPG or Ionet customer. Yeah. They're going to want every Ionet customer who's a Telstra mobile customer to become a Vodafone mobile go. customer. There you go. So Cust- I don't know how, how much success they'll have at that because people are fixed on and loyal and all those things. But yeah. you've got to give them the leg up. And you've got to give it to the federal court for seeing straight through what is a simple decision. You know, it's yeah. competition, plain and simple. Absolutely right. And and what, what uh, I think, too, this is going to really now clear the way now for Vodafone to push ahead with the 5G rollout, which yeah. were they've already started with, in, uh, I think, Nokia are building their and network. And their big thing with that yeah. is TPG has some spectrum that's going to make their 5G nice and fast. Ah, uh, yeah. So that so that, that that spectrum they bought in 2017, that's, they've still got that? Yeah. Okay, cool. So this that's is, a nice I mean, that's thing the in biggest, the back pocket. That's the merger. Yeah, well. Wow. The merger makes Vodafone's 5G network. So, I mean, I don't know for sure, but I'm tipping Vodafone was sitting there going, how do we roll out 5G? And they went, look, it's going to be good, but it's not going to be amazing. Look, uh, it's going to be good. Yeah. But how does it compete with Telstra? Well, they look at the spectrum everyone's got and they go, bloody hell, TPG's got some. Uh-huh. That'd make it amazing. And they went, right, yeah, let's do this. Let's talk to them. Yeah. Wow. So that's how the merger with with talks got. It it makes sense. What's it worth? $15 billion merger. So not not a cheap little deal. Pretty solid. And the Vodafone group, and Inyaki confirmed this the other day, has has a two-year requirement to stay in the merger, so there's not like they can sell out at any point real quick. Uh-huh. So it's a it's you know guaranteed two-year push towards this. You know, it's not like the Vodafone Hutchinson. You know, the the global parent is yes. going to pull out anytime soon. I don't know. I question think for you. Question: What is the merge company going to be called? Vodafone. Is it really? Yeah. I thought it was going to be called TPG <laughs> publicly. Yeah. Oh, I'm pretty sure it's Vodafone. I heard it? I heard the opposite. I heard it's going to be TPG. Wow. We better investigate there. We probably should. It's not going to be Voda TPG. It's not going to be some stupid I mean, the formal company name could be anything, but it's what they market themselves as that matters. Yeah, right. And look, all the brands might continue to exist. Why wouldn't you keep Ionet going when Ionet's got a strong brand? Absolutely. No reason uh, not to. Is there, it's like, you know, do you watch Suits? Have you watched Suits? You know how they always argue about whose name's going to go up on the wall and which one's going to be first and all that? Right. Do you reckon that conversation will be happening at the Vodafone TPG bunker right now? Every day. (laughs) Every day. No, I want to be called Vodafone. No, I want to be called TPG. No. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. Everything about tech you never wanted to know. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. The Two Blokes podcast is proudly supported by our good mates at Uniden. They've announced a new dash cam, which we're going to talk about a little bit later. But what is available right now is the Guardian AppCam Solo PT kit. PT stands for pan and tilt, folks. That's right. The first wire-free pan and tilt security camera. Uniden uh, has it, and it allows you to pan through 355 degrees 
tilt through 140 degrees. So you can cover a lot of ground. Rather than having one or two cameras, you could have, have this one camera to scan that whole area for you. And it also comes with a solar panel, so there's no need to get out and change the battery every little while. This is a set-and-forget solution. And, of course, you have all the features you'd associate with a Uniden camera, full HD recording. It's weatherproof, of course, two-way talk. There's a siren on board as well. And, of course, thermosense. This is the technology that can detect both heat and movement, so you're not getting any of those false notifications that can really, really bother you if you're getting a lot of them. The Uniden Guardian AppCam Solo PT. PT stands for Pan and Tilt. It is available now in stores, and if you want to find out more, head over to their website, uniden.com.au. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennec. Aren't the days of the contract telephone long gone now? I mean, it still exists, but there's no more yeah. handset subsidies, so you don't get these fancy deals where you're buying a phone. Really, now you're buying a phone from Tel- Telstra, Opus and Vodafone at the same price you would at retail store. Yeah. You're just paying it off over two or three years. Yeah. Um, but Samsung this week, or Afterpay this week, announced that they're now dealing directly with Samsung. So if you go to yep. the Samsung website and buy a product, you can now choose to pay with Afterpay. Now, it's not a big story, but it's significant for me because it makes makes it that just a little bit easier for people to yeah. go, yeah, yeah, I will buy that. Oh, I'm going to get that. Yeah. Um, so if Afterpay is an Aussie company that allows you – it's like modern lay-by. Yeah? yeah. It allows you to say, listen, I want it, but I can't pay for it all now. Yeah. Um, I'll okay. pay you in four equal I'll give installments. You a bit today. No interest, four equal installments. Did you ever lay-by stuff when you were younger? Do you ever lay-by Not me personally, but I remember going I at did. Christmas time to, to yeah. pick up all the lay-bys. You I know? lay-by things, yeah. <coughs> stuff all it was – Star Wars stuff. It's like laybys and rain checks. Yeah, Remember rain checks. Rain checks. The, the catalogs was always say no, no rain checks, ah. which was like if you're out of stock. So if you go in to buy the Star Wars toy yep. and it was advertised at twenty two dollars instead of twenty eight, you're like, oh, that's good, and they run out. Ooh. You can't bring the catalog back when they've got stock and go, it should be twenty two dollars. Uh, no rain checks that's on that the, price. So that's not a rain check. Okay, yeah, yeah right. no rain check on the price. Really. Anyway, okay. um, Afterpay allows you to interest free four repayments and um, and you get the device now. I'll be honest. So hang on, sorry. Four payments. Oh, I've written it too. Four fortnightly payments. Yep, that's so right. So you pay it off over two months. Yeah. That's right. But so I don't know the answer to this question. You might. Because I didn't answer my call when I rang them yesterday. Okay. You don't get the phone until you paid it off, right? No, no. You get it straight away. Really? It's called afterpay. You get it no, and but then pay a lot for of, There's a lot of places where like really? um, when they put afterpay on flights, um, oh. you, you had to book it for a flight that was after the afterpay payments were done. No, because I'm you can't really sure. refund a flight, right? But I'm, I'm assuming yeah. because it's a physical product, you can just get I'm it. I'm pretty sure you can get it. Yeah, because I know there's a lot of stores, like a lot of fashion stores, clothing stores that have yep. it. And yep. I know, I know it's it's really attractive to obviously younger, the sort of yeah, the, yeah. the millennials. <coughs> the other thing and is they're getting it straight. They're getting their you stuff. can't afterpay the Galaxy Fold. Why is that? I don't know. I reckon because it's three grand and they don't oh, want to run too the expensive. Risk. Yeah, it must be. Because what about, can I, you I went pay a TV then. I don't know. I haven't tried. Because on the store, <coughs> it's the it's not just for the Samsung, the no, Galaxy. Right. It's the store. So well, appliances, yeah. fridges. You'd like to buy one of them. The, <laughs> the <laughs> what else they sell? TVs, phones, tablets, laptops. Now Galaxy Fold. Um, uh, so I did it yesterday. I was, so I was trying to see whether it was active yet or not. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> so when you go buy now, um, and you go to the checkout, you ended up with uh, like it gives you the payment options. Yes. Excuse me, and it says Afterpay crossed out. 
Ooh. Yeah, so you can't. Well, I want to try something else then. Hang on. What are you going to buy? What are you going to buy? I want to see if I can get a television or something. All right, I'm going to try and After buy pay. a... Riveting podcast. Can you buy it? a fridge on the internet from Samsung? Well, one way to find out, mate. I don't think you can. One way to find out. No, you can't buy fridges online. Can you even uh, buy their TVs TV, online? AV. I'm going to buy an 8K TV. I'll try a 4K one, right? I'm going to go 8K. A Shop 8K QLED. TV. Buy this now. is this is great content. Riveting, seriously. yes. Are you going to go an expensive one? I'm going to go a 98 inch TV. You're going to buy the hundred thousand no, dollar one? Where to buy? No, <coughs> that's really, that's silly. I'll, get I'll do stock the alerts. Get one. stock alerts. Buy now. Oh, it's a three. No, it doesn't, let, doesn't let you. I can buy get a now. series six eighty two inch Q sixty. Uh, you can't use Afterpay. It's five thousand seven hundred dollars. Can't use Afterpay. Yeah, it won't let me buy. Even put that. Even buy that off the website. The TV. Let's look at. Uh, I think there's a price. See, I want to see if I can buy the Galaxy Book the S. Galaxy Book S, yes, because you can buy a watch. I tried that. Yep. Um, you know what? I I'm going to check. I don't think you can buy the Note. You can't buy the the oh, the Note smartphone. Yeah. Here we go. <clears throat> buy now. Galaxy Book S. Boom. Sixteen hundred and ninety nine bucks. And Afterpay is accepted. There you go. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's under, under two grand. I'm reckoning that's big what it is. tick for Afterpay. So yep, you can have to pay a uh, Note 10 as well. So it's a pri- I'm pretty sure it's a price threshold thing. You reckon? <laughs> It'd be oh, like have you tried the fridge? Have you tried a fridge? And a half grid. You can't buy fridges online. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, look, <clears throat> point is new payment options available for Samsung. I better, <laughs> I better change my story then if you can't buy fridges online. Oh, really? <laughs> Maybe you I can. I said you can buy, <clears throat> you can, uh, be able to buy a range of products including TVs, tablets, IT products, smartphones and appliances. Or so some, some appliances under 2000 I guess. Yeah, there'd be some. From its online store and spread out the payments over four fortnightly interest-free Yeah, that's the critical thing here. It's interest-free. So you, you decide after pay, it'll say, right, sort of that out in the background and they'll ship you the product. Correct. Yeah. You get sent off to after pay for validation, verification and... Uh huh. You know all that kind of. But you stuff. don't start paying. You don't. Those payments don't start until after you receive the product. Okay. So if you were to buy the S twenty or pre-order the S twenty, you wouldn't start paying for that until after March six. Okay. Is that how it works or not? I don't know what it is. Would you start paying for it before you got it? Uh, it makes sense. It'd be called before pay if that's what was the case. Yeah, but you're not going to pay it all off because it's a pre-order. It's, it's available in a couple of weeks. Yes, I know. So yeah, you probably wouldn't start paying for it until you get it. Till after March six, otherwise yeah. it'd be called before pay. I don't think anyone's going to do it. I'll be honest. <laughs> you never got You never heard my. I heard. I heard the before pay. <laughs> Thanks, mate, for it's, laughing. Anyway, good on you. I'm laughing Thanks, at you. You're laughing on you. the inside. I'm, eh? not, I'm laughing at you, not with you. Okay, just to be very clear. Good on you. Two blokes talking. Tech. This is two blokes talking tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennec. I mentioned earlier, Uniden uh, have these new range of dash cams, and Uniden, of course, are supporters, are sponsors of our program here. So I just want to put that out there. Before I talk about this, don't end up on Media Watch or nothing, Trev. Two weeks in a row on Media Watch. Hello. (laughs) Did you know that was coming up, by the way? No. Had you any idea? No, I didn't. I love hammering you, Media Watch. What's up with that? (laughs) What's up with that? Mate, that wasn't a hammering. I got a a bouquet (laughs) from the stuck-up snob. But but you're on there. Okay, okay. But did you bag the ABC or something on a pod? Well, here's what's funny. What's happening? I know what you're going to say. You were on ABC Radio the other day. Well, I'll tell right? you know what I'll tell you two things then, okay, right? Because okay. we're because you brought it up. We'll, we'll talk, talk about, about the Uniden dash games later. Right. So last week when I was in San Francisco, <laughs> I went on Paul Murray Live via yes. Skype, and at four o'clock in the morning. At four o'clock in the morning, yes. and and at about halfway through the interview, he said, "Oh, and tell us while you're there, tell us about this because we were talking about um, can't remember what we're talking about, but yeah. it wasn't to do with Samsung. Right. We we're talking about something else, another topic." Um, and he said, oh, you're over there for Samsung. I said, and if anyone from Channel 2 is watching, of course they flew me here. How the hell else would I get here? <laughs> right? Yeah. And I, I actually 
when the, when the media watch came up, I thought, oh no, I hope they're not going to, because they hate Paul Murray, so they would have seen it. I wondered whether uh, they might have seen that that grab. They'll say, we'll get this bloke. Exactly. So then, and, and <laughs> I, I, need, I need to find this, but I, so I did a thing at ABC yesterday, ABC yeah. Radio, and look. Did they frisky at the door, mate? I do, a lot, I do a lot of radio, and I unfortunately struggle to say no. Um, but the, so I'm, I'm talking to ABC, and they go, yeah, so you can come in. I went, come in, I haven't got a phone. They want me to come into the studio, right? So I go into the studio, and then I thought about this, and I was talking to the boys uh, about it, and we were talking about um, you know, Media Watch, and I thought, you know what? What I should say in my next – next time I get asked about Media Watch, what I should say is, for full disclosure, I drove 50 minutes to get to the radio station. I sat around for 30 minutes waiting. I talked <laughs> for 15 minutes on the radio, drove 50 minutes home, and you people didn't pay me a cent. No wonder Samsung need to pay me to take me places. Yes. Good like, point. Good point. Jesus. How am I affording to, to yeah. fly to San Francisco? Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, I know. I, and, they, and they, as I yeah. said to you, I think when we were, we were in San Fran or somewhere else, I'm yeah. like, I'm here for five days. I made $200. Yeah. Like, seriously. Yeah. If anyone's got any part-time work for Trev, can you get in I, touch? Do you know what? I, I drove into the car park thinking maybe I should get a job. Yeah. <laughs> It's like gonna, it's what's it going to cost us? Like thirty-eight bucks to park here for this, isn't it? It's I want to see if Arlo validates. They validate parking. Bloody hard <laughs> to f- like make your own money. It's yeah, it'd no, be easier it if I just went and got a job, right? It is, but but to the to the point of media oh, watch this week though, they did say they did acknowledge the fact that you said yes. Yeah, well, we, uh, I think Carl said, "Did Samsung flew you?" No, I, I wrote it in the script. Carl yeah. said, and, "And Samsung have flown yeah. our tech experts." Sean White there. was on the show. He, he he was the very first thing he said was, "We're here. We were flown out here by Samsung." Bang! So off yeah. the bat, he's got it. One hundred percent. I'm just disappointed because when I was standing there, because I wrote the script, when I was standing there, I, I did want to say on air, well, I don't know how else you'd expect me to get here, Carl. <laughs> By rowboat. Like, you know, <laughs> Channel 9 doesn't have the money to spend yeah, exactly to right. send reporters everywhere. But but you can you see Media Watch's point, though? They, they said that, look, I'm, and I'm not in any way siding with Media Watch, but they sort of said that, uh, you know, it's for companies to, it's really, they got the money to fly you there, and they obviously what they expect in return is coverage. So... Mm. It is. I think they're just trying to. But what they, here's even what they don't you, do. But even though you disclose it, they're they're still going to be the. You know, it, it's not. That's not journalism. Sort of. Yeah, that, well, that's I'm not a journalist, about. so that's that's <laughs> easy. Um, secondly, like if you watch my cross, a bagged Samsung for the Galaxy Fold. Uh, you yeah. know, folding dramas. Yep. And preempted that with the with the Z Flip, um, and clearly mentioned that Motorola existed in the market before yeah. them on the flip. Like fair call. You know, if it was an ad. Yeah, that, none of that would have been mentioned. Well, can I give you my? Because like, you know, I do some stuff occasionally <coughs> with Studio Ten, and I or, or I offer them the crosses all the time, and nine times out of ten they say no because it's about one company they don't yeah. like it. If if Samsung want to buy airtime, they're welcome to with an ad or whatever. Uh, so their approach is sort of a little bit different to the breakfast shows, yeah. whereas they're thinking, well, no, it's it's just too much about one company. We did across last year anyway from from San Francisco uh, that Samsung paid for. <coughs> yeah, but yeah, that was uh, disclosed as well. But yeah, well, mate, if they wanted to do a proper analysis of all the segments I do, mate. Yeah. Most companies hate the fact that yeah. I won't do a segment about one product. The Sunto 7, brand new smartwatch. Yeah. Mate, I had that, the Apple Watch, the Samsung Watch, two yeah, Fitbits, course, a Garmin. Course, yeah, yeah. And, you know, today, Spotify yeah. Kids, yeah. Apple Music, front and centre. You know, yeah. how you I, can get I did that. a CES wrap-up uh, on Studio 10, and we had a number of products. We had Samsung, LG, Sunto, had uh, all these other quirky things that I found as well. Anyway. And th- that's their approach, but... Good on your media Anyway, watch. good on your media watch. They do Trev- 15 a minutes a week awesome. and they've got 100 people working well, mate, on can the can I say it real quickly before we go back to Uniden? I've, I've been on media watch many times when I was working for The Telegraph. 
and there was a couple of times where I was there was one story real quick I'll tell you I wrote a story about these this someone had come up with a scientist had come up with these these um conditions where people were thinking their phones are ringing they're all different yeah. labeled them all different sort of conditions like you if you're a if you're a warrior <coughs> you're this or whatever and I interviewed the professor on on my tape for my story and she was saying yeah I, we came up with it it was a big study blah 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 and media watch called up and apparently the story was that there was this was like a marketing thing. It was this was all it's in some marketing boardroom? They came up with all these names, and I said, "But I got her on tape saying that she was responsible for it." And Media Watch has called her. They've thrown me under the bus, saying, "No, no, we we, we didn't. We, the, we were told what to do." And blah blah blah. And I said, "I've got her on tape telling her." But the approach of the telly, our, our <coughs> policy was we don't engage with media 100%. watch. And I said to Gary Linnell, who was the editor at the time, I said, mate, I've got her on tape lying. I've got her telling me. He goes, no, we don't engage. So I look like the idiot who thought who this story was all my idea. Yeah. And they wouldn't, they wouldn't go to bat for me. Mate, it's 100% exactly. The policy is the same at 2GB when I was there. We would never yeah. respond. And at Channel 9. So last year when I was on Media Watch for the you know, same thing, they, they showed a highlight reel of all my trips. It was great. Um, <laughs> they, they approached me and I just sent it to Channel 9 and they told me not to respond. And, they, da, da. and uh, we didn't give them a formal response. Yeah. But on background, we did send them some notes about how much I disclosed on my website and everything. Yeah. Do you reckon they, they used any of that? They ignored it. Yeah, Nothing. No, they've ignored it. They've got a tendency to do that, Media Watch, when they, they sort of, they're very selective in what they do yeah. in some cases. But, you know, like I was, you know, when you were on the first time two weeks ago, um, I got a I got an email from them asking because because they see me like Sonnen and Natural Solar were, were, I'm I'm the customer talking about Solar all the time, and they said, "Are you paid to do that?" You like they calling you an ambassador? I said, "Mate, I don't get a cent out of that. I'm just a customer happy with my system." Paid twenty and grand for Solar, and you're yeah, being accused yeah, said, of being yeah, a paid exactly. ambassador. I said, "I'll show you. My, I'll show you my bank my bank statement if you want." But uh, they said, "Oh, did you get a discount?" They've sort of really dug into it, and I said, "No, I don't." And I said, and even Sonnen got to their credit, and Natural Solar both sent them statements saying, "No, he doesn't earn a thing. He paid for his system, all that." And then I got a response back from the girl at, at uh, MediaWatch saying, "Well, you are one of the only ambassadors who doesn't earn a cent, or just <laughs> does it out of the belief of the product." Hats off to you, she said to me in Keep, an email. I'm keeping that. that email. Frame that. Anyway, well, we're, we're here to talk about? Uniden. <laughs> Uniden's dash cams. They're uh, they are a supporter of the show. That's how. We got into the media watch because Correct, I, I yes. did disclose they're a, a, a sponsor of the show, uh, but they've just released and and Uniden oh, don't forget or have an existing line of dash cams. It's not just security cameras, yeah, yeah. but these new dash cams, the Dash View Thirty, the Dash View Thirty R, which includes a rear camera, are pretty slick looking. They're really nicely designed. They're really like the cylindrical shape, really discreet. Fit them in behind your mirror, and you won't even know they're there. I use a similar one, a similar dis- design called the Black View. I got the Black View. 4K well, look, one. I won't beat around the bush here. This is this is uh, aimed directly at Blackview. It's for luxury yeah. vehicles with design in mind. They don't have the big screen on them, yeah. which you I think is useless app, you anyway. You use your app anyway, yeah, yeah. I think the screen is silly on, my, on, on a lot of dash games. People have them in view, and you shouldn't really be distracted by that. So this yeah. is kind of high-end stuff there. They're very good quality. The rear camera is full HD. I think the front camera is 2.5. 2.5K, got, you yeah. know, uh, app, They've got really nice connection. resolution on the video, so you can see in brightness, in darkness, really good. Uh, I think they call it WDR, wide yeah. dynamic range. So any, any uh, incident on the road, you can see very clearly. They've also got a hard wire kit as well. So yep. if you are you want to get this professionally installed, you can 
can which do Which comes that, in it. Which is what I did, yeah. It comes with the price. Hardwire kit comes in there. Oh, I did that with my Blackview on my Tesla. It's a 4K one and HD in the rear. Uh, and that was looks very similar to this, of course, design-wise, but that's all wired in. So the problem with other dash cams is that you have them. They've got a little screen, but you need that. There's a cable that's got to be connected to keep them charged all the time. Yeah, yeah. So with this, it's a kind of a, a out-of-the-way solution there where you do the hardwire uh, and you, you can set and forget. Also comes with uh, the Dash View app as well, so you can yep. view your footage, download them to your phone via the inbuilt Wi-Fi on the product as well. Uh, there's also, too, a 32-gig high-endurance microSD card. People think you can just put any old memory card in a dash cam. You can't. You need to have something that can, A, record constantly, and B, be able to be inside a car that maybe yeah. the conditions are not as as as, uh, as same as they would be using a camera. Yeah, I think it's smart yeah. to include that, even though it boosts the price up, because SD yeah. cards aren't cheap. It's 32 it means gig too. A lot what of it does is it takes away um, the customer support calls when yeah. people put a crappy old SD card in and, and then you, doesn't, the thing doesn't work properly uh. you need it's like it's the wrong card yeah. so this way Problem solved. Done it came and dusted. Yes. Yeah, so, 2.5 video K resolution, wide dynamic range, loop recording. So it records, but then if it detects the sensors detect an event, so you've had a crash or something yep. hit you, it even has parking mode too. So if this was powered, if you someone backs into your car in a car park, it'll record. Yeah. So you get a number plate, and and in that sort of resolution, you're about to easily make it out. Um, 140 degree wide angle front and rear cameras. Uh, and it's also got voice guidance. Does that sort of mean it tells you GPS d- d- or can you talk to it? Uh, I think we, we I haven't think reviewed it, must be it yet. To it, but we can't wait to review it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, dual band Wi-Fi, of course, as well. Pricing is three ninety nine ninety five for the front only, so three nine nine ninety five, which includes a thirty two gig micro SD and the hard wire kit. The Unidam uh, Unidam dash cam thirty R, which includes the rear camera, is four ninety nine ninety five, and that includes again thirty two gig micro SD card and the hard wire kit. Very cool. Really nice looking too. They're, I quite like those. All the details of that new product are at techguide.com.au and eftm.com. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennec. And we do it all thanks to the good people at Netgear who uh, connect the world basically. Whether you've got uh, uh, wire-free cameras at your home, you've got your Wi-Fi for your devices, your iPads, your tablets, your smartphones, your TV all those devices, security cameras, let alone smart devices, smart speakers, all these things need Wi-Fi. Uh, the, the Internet of Things doesn't work without great Wi-Fi, and great Wi-Fi comes in the range of uh, Netgear Orbi Mesh Wi-Fi systems. The Mesh Wi-Fi means that you put a couple of devices in your home, one of them with your existing modem, another one somewhere in your home, and they create this kind of virtual dome which gives you full-speed, uh, high-powered Wi-Fi in every corner of your home. So if you've got a dead spot down the back, um, a, a mesh system like a Netgear Orbi will solve that for you and it'll be full speed all the way down the other end. It's amazing stuff. Every single person I've ever recommended this to who's got back in touch with me has had a good experience after they've installed a Netgear Orbi to bring the power of the internet that you buy to the every corner of your home. Check it out at netgear.com.au. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. Look, just quickly... Um, Gran Turismo. Gran Turismo Sport, great game on the PlayStation, allows you to fang around racetracks. But they had, many years ago, maybe five or six years ago, they had a thing called the Gran Turismo Academy, which was a competitive event where you played online. If you were fast enough, you'd qualify, you'd go into stages, you'd, you'd out-qualify other people, and you could, in fact, get to a point where they would put you on a real car at a real racetrack at Silverstone, and they, one person would be crowned the winner, and they'd become an actual racing driver. It was unbelievable. 
these days they've they've transitioned it more to an esports uh, situation. So now you can play in the in the Gran Turismo Sport Championships on your PlayStation, just using your thumbs if you have to, or a steering wheel and pedals <laughs> if you've got you do one. It, mate, like that? Like that. I've never done. It. I can't drive with my thumbs. And you, you can drive compete. With your wheel, don't you? Absolutely. <laughs> you can compete against other people if you're good enough. You can be chosen to compete at the Gran Turismo World Cup. Now, this is wow. a five-series championship, and it started last weekend in Sydney. 50 drivers came. At Luna Park. Luna Park, under the big top. Little uh, grandstand <coughs> there, maybe a 1,000 people in it. Yep. And a stage. Um, 12 PlayStations, 12 big TVs, 12 steering wheels and pedals, 50 drivers taking turns in different races. I went along on Sunday afternoon for the finals. There was two semifinals and a final, Nations Cup. So it's basically, you know, you're competing as a as an Australian, you know, yep. flying the flag. And there was three Aussies in the two in the two different um, semis. Two of them got through to the final, and one of them, who is is the, is the gun, Cody from Perth, um, was battling it out for the win, mate. He was going so well, and he 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 lost by point zero two five. Like oh. it was so. But here's the thing. <coughs> that sounds like good. It was epic. Like I took my kids. We were up right. cheering. Wow. Everyone in the crowd was like, "Oh!" And it oh, was right. the so reaction. Like a sporting event was genuinely like watching a sporting event. Wow. And here, I love my motorsport. I didn't think I'd find myself because you're watching the driver, so you can see what they're seeing. But you're on a massive screen above them. You can see the you're television the coverage, yeah, right. which looks like television coverage of motorsport because it's you know on boards, off boards, yeah. side of the track cameras, whatever you want. It's it looks real. And you're getting behind them like it's real. The drivers get penalised like they do in real races for cutting corners or whatever. Uh-huh. Mate, it was awesome. And I genuinely loved it. The kids loved it. I genuinely got passionately behind yeah, wow. a, so a couple a, of like drivers. Being a sporting event. Absolutely. So they're playing, obviously, Gran Turismo, the game. Yeah. So how, how – I know you're a fan of racing car games. Yeah. How do your skills compare against these pros? Rubbish. Right. So I did the did Today you have a go? Did you I did the Today Show on Sunday morning down yeah. there, and a couple of boys were there. Uh, Matt Simmons, who won the Grand Turismo Academy in 2015, yeah. he became a racing driver. Uh-huh. He's competing in this thing. He was what, there. What a real racing driver he became. Yeah, from driving Grand Turismo. Yes, that <laughs> yeah. was the event back in the day. Well, mate, I'm, I'm going to join the army because I play Call of Duty every yeah. night. Yeah, it's a bit different. I'm ready to go. It's a bit different. <laughs> um, he, uh, while I was doing the cross, he was just fanging around, but he was following my my car was in auto drive. Yeah, and so when I. And, kind of near the end of the segment, I sat down and got it going, and I'm on pit straight at Bathurst. I passed him under brakes in the corner, oh. got him beautifully, and then spun. Like, I'm, a, <laughs> I'm an idiot. You know, but I had no practice. Oh, look, I, I don't think I'd go too bad, but I wouldn't qualify anywhere near yeah, them for this championship. To be clear, these guys are professionals. Are they, are they pro? Are well, they pro? I mean, it's all they do, but they're like 19, okay, well, 20, so they it's They practice like a bit more than you do. That's correct. So that's, uh, yeah. that's the big But what was fascinating to me was, I, I said to a couple of them, what have you got at home? Like, what's your rig? You know, I've got that play seat. Yeah, yeah. Most of them had a rig worse than mine. Really? Yeah. Like so the guy, for you, mate. This kid, Cody from Perth, well, that just <laughs> proves that the rig does nothing. Um, his was just a car, a seat out of a car that his dad and he had oh. put onto a block of wood and so they'd screwed the pedals in and they had like a little bookshelf oh, thing. So they sort of made wheel. their own. Like made their own, Jerry Riggs. Wow. With the, you know, the proper steering wheel and pedals. Jeez. It gave, and, and there's people there who qualified with, with the with the thumbs. And also what was interesting watching, I don't know if you play many racing games, you know, you've got your, your view, you can be yeah. in the cockpit. Yeah, you can be, you can be third behind person. The car. Yeah. There was two people there playing third person. Ooh. And I thought, I reckon they get mocked because that doesn't feel like the right, I would never drive that way. But it gives you a better idea sort of what's around the car too, doesn't it? That's how I'd Perhaps, do it. Perhaps, but I just do don't it. think it gives you the right so of the car. It was very Bottom line, though, is that they've they've got you've got better gear than them, and they're better than you. Yes, hundred percent. So does that mean that you've got all the gear and no idea? Yeah, is that right? Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. I'm out. I'm done. I've retired because Jackson's better than me. 
Is that right? Yeah. It's young reflexes, mate. So you're, yeah, you're mate. getting old. I mate. can't you're set old. times like he can on Formula One, so I'm out. Yeah. Those fast twitch fibres, mate, they, they wear out when you get fast older. Fast twitch fibres. Yeah. Is that a real thing? Yeah. Wow. The reflexes, sort of reflexes and the fast reaction. Can we just reaction. call them reflexes? Fast, fast reaction. Like, you know how there are sprinters. I know what reactions are, mate. Sprinters. I've never heard them <laughs> referred to as twitch fibres. No, no, fibers. that's right. There's, fa- there's sprinters. It's like why someone's a good sprinter and a good marathon runner. If you're a sprinter, you've got these fast twitch fibres. It means you can go quickly straight away. And that's that's why you don't have them, do you? No, not yeah. anymore. <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> the only talking. things fast and twitching are other parts of my body right now. <laughs> wow! Everything about tech you never wanted to know. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. Now I reckon people are going to mistake this show for a medical podcast because we started so? the show with coronavirus. Yep. I'm going to end the show with coronavirus. <laughs> um, and in particular, is a really good story out of uh, from DJI. You know, they're obviously a Chinese company, yep. so they've seen this unfolding development in their own country, the coronavirus, the spread yep. of this deadly virus, and they've actually sprung into action and you are using their drones to fight the spread of the disease. Now, people are thinking, yeah, right. how the hell can you use a drone to fight a disease? Well, let me tell you how they're doing it. They've, they've got... Look, that's one thing about DJI. The, the impression of a drone to most people is just a flying camera, yeah. and, and it's not. They're, there's used, they're used in many industries, agriculture, uh, in, in uh, telecommunications, you, you name it, building industry, they're using it everywhere. Yep. So what they've done, they've adapted some of their existing drones. Like one example is they've adapted their Agris series of drones. These are agricultural spraying drones. So what they're doing... They're adapting these to spray chlorine or ethyl alcohol-based disinfectant from the air. Right. So certain parts of China, like in Shenzhen and around the country, they're going to places like factories, residential areas and hospitals and spraying this disinfectant so that the disease can't, can't spread in those areas. What they're also doing too is they're using thermal imaging cameras to see if there's any infected people, uh, they're oh, sort of man. covering. They're covering because a lot of lot of um, medical workers have to go into certain areas, mm. and they're monitoring those medical workers to see. Oh, hang on, Joe. Joe on the left here's got a higher temperature. Pull him out. He might be sick. Mm. So they're examining them. They're even dispersing public gatherings in affected areas. So listen, everyone, go home. We don't want you together. You're going to spread the virus if you've got it. They're also. Using the drones, this is my favourite part, to deliver food and medicine to people in quarantine. So these people Genius. that are locked up, they can't go out of their home, they, they can't contact, have any contact with any other people. Yeah. So the drones are coming in, dropping in medicine and food without any risking anyone else for the spread of the virus. And here we are just taking photos of beaches. That's right. Beaches and, that's right. <laughs> and videos. Uh, although <laughs> I, I did my drone course, there was a, f- a couple of guys that were farmers that were on my drone course. They were using them to check their fence lines and to yeah. spray and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, good on DJI for stepping up here. This is a, happening in their home country. Yep. Uh, and they're using their technology to help do something about it. So good Bloody on good on them. Good, good stuff. On them. Good use of technology. If we like hearing good uses of technology, yep. not the bad uses of drones. There are some of those. Like what? Oh, you mean bloody like spying on ISIS people? ISIS and people. Bloody oh, yeah, using yeah, yeah, drones. Course, I mean, it's, yeah. it's amazing. I thought you mean spying on, spying on people. And oh, well, yeah. I've never done that. <laughs> Mine's You're not allowed to. 30 metres away from people and buildings. You oh, can't still do get it. a good view at 30 metres. Yeah, okay. Zoom in, mate. No. <laughs> Never done it. Good on you. It's all good. Two blokes talking tech. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Steve.
Stephen Fennec. I can't confirm yet if we're doing a show next week. I was going to say, so yeah, well, uh, you're still a possibility of maybe being out of the country next week, is that right? I'm still planning to go. Yep. But some cards need to fall into place before I book that, so there may or may not be a show next week. Are you going to explain why or not? I think most people know that I normally go to Mobile World Congress for the Formula One. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so, yeah, it just happens, basically, yeah. It just happens to coincide happens with testing. Formula One official <laughs> testing at, in, is in Barcelona at the same time as Mobile World Congress, and I discovered yeah. that five years ago. and went, oh, hang on a minute. Yeah. Uh, so I started going along to the days, and then three years or four years ago, I, I emailed Red Bull and said, can I interview Daniel, uh, Daniel Ricciardo, the Aussie Formula One driver? And they said yes. And so I took Stig, and we videoed it, and it was good. And then we did it for the next year, and then last year, it was a bit harder because he changed teams and Renault. trying to, you know, make yeah. a new contact and everything. But at the very last minute, while we were in Barcelona, they rang and said, "You're on." You're on. Wow. And but we need to do it at the track, uh. which is very hard because we don't have rights and we can't. Um, but they said we've got a little room where you can go, but you can't film outside of it and stuff like that. Okay. And they helped us out with all that. And this year, uh, they've not been. They've been very helpful, but they're and they're willing to help, but they're not yeah. willing to go all the way. So I've had right. to do it. So I just don't know yet. So okay. I've, I've so moved 50, my flight 50. to Sunday. Um, okay. I need to hear from someone at the Formula One organisation in the next 24 hours so or so. At this point, it's a 50-50 chance whether you're interviewing Daniel Ricciardo or talking to Stephen Fennec on that's the podcast. Is that right? Is that right? <laughs> yeah. I know what you'd prefer. Oh, I mean, <laughs> you know, that's that's an interesting way of putting it and yeah. a legitimately spot-on way of putting okay. it. Okay. I can understand if you brush me, mate. I know you're a big fan of yeah. the of the, of yeah. the man. So I don't yeah. know yet, and we'll uh, well uh, you'll know by following me on Instagram because I'm sure I'll yeah you'll see me in an airport. You know I'm going yeah, to Barcelona. Okay, I'll keep track, mate. I'll yeah. keep track of you. Oh, no, I'll tell you. I'm talking to the listener. Oh, okay, I'll cool. let you know, Steve. Oh, you'll text <laughs> it's me. It's not That's how nice. we communicate. That's nice. Yeah. <laughs> Just tag you in Instagram <laughs> posts and hope yeah. that you pay attention. And by the way, Fennec, I can't record this. Week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, episode 424. Thanks to the good people at Uniden and Netgear, and thank you to the team at Arlo. For uh, having us yeah, this morning, it's a lovely boardroom with beautiful views. Yeah, well, I think we could work I, from I here. I quite like it here. Should yeah. make this the two blokes' office, maybe. Yeah, and they've lovely of them to put our photo up on the TV in the foyer for you with logos. Yeah, and uh, I think that's how I should be greeted for every meeting I yeah, come to. Here and Laser are, are setting the yes, benchmark absolutely. for how we should be greated. Absolutely right. Or well, well, Samsung too in Korea. Yeah, they did too. Yeah, well, they yeah. didn't put a photo. We will record in your office if you can put our photos in your lobby. That's basically that how works. It works. Get in touch. You know how to find <laughs> us. Two blokes talking tech. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech.